Hi, I'm Lauren Young, and I want to welcome you to Discovery Church's podcast. Discovery Church is a community of people who are seeking truth and finding purpose. We welcome you to jump over to our website online and check us out at mydiscoverychurch.ca. With that said, let's jump into this week's message. For your time being with us. We're, we've been right in this, we've been in a series called Fight Club for the last four weeks. Today is our last day in Fight Club. Now, the fight doesn't stop. The fight will continue until we're on the other side of eternity. But today is our last fight in our Fight Club series. Now, uh, this series is done, and we're going to start our next one in, in three weeks' time. But we, the next two weeks, you want to be here, and you want to bring a friend, and you want to bring a friend's friend friend, because next week, um, not, not necessarily new to Discovery Church, but Pastor Paul is going to be, be speaking next week. But he's not just going to be speaking as, a, as somebody from our, our, necessarily from our church, but Pastor Paul actually sits on our overseers and board of Discovery Church. From the beginning, when Discovery Church was just a thought, Pastor Paul was there, okay? And um, he's going to bring a word that's going to encourage us, but not only just from, from a perspective of somebody in our, in our church, but somebody that actually has leadership and oversees our church, kind of like a father heart of our church. So you want to be here. And then on November the 25th, we have a guy by the name of Pastor Brent Cantillon coming. He's flying in from BC to be with us on a Sunday morning. And he is bringing, you've, you've never seen, well, you may have seen him on social media a little bit, but you don't know who he is. You've never heard of him. You've never heard him, but you want to be here. Because the word that he's going to bring is going to encourage us. And, and he is, he is uh, known throughout all of our, all of our uh, nation, throughout Canada. And he's just served as the lead pastor of some of the biggest churches in our country. And he's coming to Discovery Church. And he's excited and we're excited. But you want to be here November the 25th and November the 18th. Next two weeks. Put it in your calendar. Book it off work. Pay somebody. Pay a babysitter. Don't pay a babysitter. Bring your kids. We'll, we'll, we'll love on your kids and take care of your kids, okay? But you want to be here. You want to bring a friend because it's, it's, it's one thing just to be uh, hearing me, but these individuals bring a different heart and a different perspective, even for our nation, beyond just our church. So you want to be here and you want to hear what they're saying. But the last four weeks, we've been in a series called Fight Club. And today, we're going to close it off. And But I want us all to understand and know that the potential that, that exists in our lives in this room can change our city, and not just change our city, it can change our nation, and then not just change our nation, but impact and change our world, just with the impact and influence that lies inside of us. And we might not always feel like that, but the truth is, is that there's someone that probably knows the potential that lies inside of us more than we actually believe in ourselves. And unfortunately, the thing is, is that the person that knows that, one is God, the other one is Satan. And Satan will do whatever he can to hold you back from living in that potential, living in your purpose that God has for you. And this is where Fight Club is coming from, that the, the fights that we fight are lies that Satan has been telling us to try to hold us back. Because if he knows that if he can hold us back, we're not stepping into the potential that God has for us. And potential in this room can radically change our nation. And over the past four weeks, we've looked at, at, at lies and at fights that are, we, we looked at fear, and we looked at uh, rejection and anger and addiction. And today we're going to look at the fifth and final fight that we face. Now, this one is a little different than the other four. 
The other four, when I say the word, you kind of, I, I use the word, is EVGVs even like a, a thing? That might be a newfie term. But it's like this like knot in your stomach. It gives you like, like you, you want to squirm where you're at, like inside squirming. Like those first four is like fear. Ugh, like we, but this next one is actually harder to recognize. Actually, at first glance, this fight doesn't look... You're giving away the comfort fight. At first look, I'm like, hey, it's back there. I see everybody looking by me. Um, We work hard to achieve comfort. We want a safe place for our family to live. We want to be comfortable. I want, I want to put in a hard day of work, and I want to come home, and I want to kick my feet up and watch Chicago Fire. If you're a firefighter here, you're like, that's your worst favorite show. If you're not a firefighter, you're like, man, this show's all right. Um, or you want to make sure that you have enough money in the bank account for a secure retirement. And none of those things are bad. None of those things in and of themselves are bad. And that's one of the tactics of the enemy sometimes. He disguises a lie with a little bit of truth. But the thing about comfort is that comfort has a substituting God's very best for our lives for just the good. And today we want to dive in to the comfort fight and we want to get into the ring. We want to strap on the gloves because God doesn't call us to live a comfortable life. Would you pray with me? God, this morning, as we jump into the comfort fight, would you help us come to grips and understand and be motivated to not just live a comfortable life? In your name, amen. You might be thinking, how can being comfortable be something we should be fighting against? Like I said, providing a safe environment for my family, having enough money in my bank account that I could live, and, and um, kicking your feet up at the end of the day. And I think God wants us to protect our families, and he wants us to enjoy the blessings that God brings into our lives, and he wants us to use wisdom and plan for our futures. But the problem can arise when we forget in the grand scheme of things, how short our lives here on earth really is. And that the amount of time that we have here on earth in the light of eternity to make an impact in things that matter for eternity is very, 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 very short. John four fourteen actually puts it this way. How do you know what your life will be like tomorrow? Your life is like a morning fog It is here a little, then it's gone. See, comfort can be a distraction to what really matters. And that's why today we need to be made aware of comfort. You're like sitting in these really uncomfortable chairs, and you're like, I'm not comfortable right now. But we, we, if, if we're not aware of things in our lives or, or tactics of the enemy, it's really hard to combat them. So today we're going to, we're going to look at uh, fighting the comfort fight. See, here's a few ways that, that, the comfort, that comfort can be a harmful thing. 
when we miss a great opportunity because we choose a safer, easier route. If we choose the good thing but miss the God thing. If we buy into the idea that we work hard for a season of life and then we can do whatever we want for the rest of it. If we fail, uh, if we fall into thinking that it's my life to do what I please. If my number one factor is deciding what I do is whatever makes me happy, then comfort is holding us back. If comfort is sought ahead of everything else, including our desire to be available to God's plan. See, the problem of comfort arises when it gets in the way of obedience. See, when our desire to be safe becomes a dominant theme of our lives, then Satan is fighting back and he's saying, oh, it's okay. Just be comfortable. It's, it's, it's totally fine for you just to hang out and wait for life and, and to plan for your future and don't worry about everything else. See, when our desire to be comfortable gets in the way of our attentiveness to God's call in our lives. See, God is not calling us to be comfortable. He is calling us to be obedient and stepping into the purpose that he has Step, and us stepping into the purpose that he has for us, even if that puts our comfort on the line. Have you ever seen a bird make a nest, particularly a robin, maybe in a tree in your backyard? Now, I'm sorry to talk about spring when winter is just coming, but I have to, okay? Have you ever noticed a robin uh, in springtime, maybe it's on your favorite walking path or in your backyard, and uh, they wake up and there's a, this hustle and bustle of grabbing every branch and every tree and every piece of mud and every piece of clay and straw and whatever they could find to make a nest. And they're getting prepared for something. And there's a hustle and bustle. They're, they're flying around going crazy in your yard and you can see the nest building. And then for a few days, the hustle and bustle settles down. The robin lays a few eggs. And every now and then you may, may see the robin fly out and grab something for food or somebody to bring some somebody or some bird or another robin or an eagle uh, to bring some food to the robin and all of a sudden about 12 to 14 days later after the eggs have been laid the hustle and bustle goes to almost chaos there's birds flying there's stuff chirping and there's so much commotion in the nest that 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 it's hard to to actually Listen to anything else. There's so much commotion and you just watch it and you, you watch God's creation before your eyes. And you hear the chicks, but you don't see them yet. And then if a couple more days go by and you'll start to see the chicks poke their heads out over the, the edge of the nest. And if you're so lucky to catch the day that they learn to fly, it's quite incredible and a little bit cruel. Okay? Because this is how they learn to fly. They creep out to the edge of the nest, and the one who just gave birth to their young ones sees them at the edge of the nest and goes, and pushes them over the edge of the nest. And, and the, the mama robin literally pushes, 
pushes the baby chick out over the edge and you see the, the chick, the little robin, falling to the ground. And I can't imagine what's going through that chick's head at that point. And I'm like, I'm sure time is slowing down and they're flapping like crazy and they, they're, trying to find, they're trying to find air. And then all of a sudden, there's somewhere between, there's somewhere between death and the nest that they find their wings. There's somewhere between the ground and the sky that they find what they were created for. And I kind of think that this is an accurate picture of our lives as Christians, as individuals. See, I bet you as as the robin was was learning to fly, if, if I could read his mind, it would kind of be like, man, the nest was great, but I'm so glad I got out of it. I'm so glad that my mom pushed me out of the nest because I now know what I was created to do. I was created to fly. And that's kind of like our Christian, our Christian walk that there's a nest that's, that's comfortable for a time to grow and to live. And, and it's great to come to church and it's great to be part of discovery groups and in our Christian Bible studies and, and, and only know Christians in our lives. But there comes a point in our life that the nest is not good enough anymore. And we will not step into the purpose that God has was created for if we're in the safety of our nest. See, birds were created to fly. And it's got to be scary for those little birds as they're falling face forward into the ground below, especially if it's in my yard because Ellie Mae is there waiting to catch them in her mouth, okay? The calling of faith in our lives pushes us out of the nest. See, Jesus is saying, you are not made to live in the nest forever. You were made, get this, you were made to live in a broken world where there is conflict and risk and where there's chaos. And if you did, don't get out of the nest, you will probably never find what you're created for. If you don't get out of your comfort zone, you will never step in to what God has designed us to do. Why did we start Discovery Church? Because we wanted to get outside of our comfort zone because we knew that people needed to hear about Jesus Christ. See, if we're living a life that are faith-filled, I promise you it will be uncomfortable. It's going to be scary at times because there's going to be times that God says, I want you to give everything in your bank account. And now that might be a lot or might not be very little, but if it's everything in your bank account, it's a lot to whoever you are. Or it might mean standing in line at a grocery store, especially coming up this time of season, and saying, hey, I'm going to pay for everybody, the person's behind me too. Can you put it on my bill? It might mean being uncomfortable and being part of a church plant or a new church and setting up a stage and chairs and pulling trailers and setting up lights and serving kids and, and cafe and, and our, our parking team. That might be something that's going to be a little bit uncomfortable But when we step out past our comfort zone, we're going to start discovering what our purpose is. Because somewhere in the holy discomfort, God is going to intercede and say, this is what I created you for. This is what it's 
this is what it's about. You see those 76 people who've given their lives to Christ? That's what it's about. That's what it's about. And the coolest thing about holy discomfort is that it, can, it, it is the most peaceful place on earth. You're like, how can comfortable, how can I be comfortable or uncomfortable and peaceful? And sometimes I think that we, we, we think that comfort and peace goes hand in hand, but actually comfort and peace are more in combat than we think because we find peace, peace comes when we're obedient to God's voice and often o- obedience butts head and is in the ring with comfort. Because when, when God speaks and asks you to do something, many times it doesn't make sense. Many times there's a risk involved. And many times, almost all the time, it's completely uncomfortable. When God asks you to do something, to partner with him, he's asking you an underlining question many times. We talked about in Check Your Vital series, our last series. Do you trust me? When we started Discovery Church last September, how many times was I in prayer and God was saying, do you trust me? Even this past week, I'm in prayer and God's saying, do you trust me? See, when we're comfortable, Satan has us right where he wants us. Because we're not wanting to step out to what God's created us for. Philippians 4, 7 says that peace that passes all understanding That is why we see people giving their lives. There's people in here that have family members that are missionaries in war-torn countries in our world. And we're so thankful for the soldiers that step out past their comfort zone so we can live in freedom here in our country. But we also have people that we know that are, that are advancing the gospel in, in war-torn countries. And, and it's, it's not safe and it's not comfortable, but they're, the, they're living inside of a peace that surpasses all understanding. That is why we can see individuals that have, that have training and that have schooling for, for a corporate position who says, you know what, I don't want a corporate position making hundreds of thousands of dollars. I'm going to give my life to a nonprofit because, you know what, there's people in, in the homeless sector of our city that's, that needs my attention more than the corporate world. And there's nothing wrong with being in the corporate world, but this is a way that sometimes how we get outside of our comfort zone. That's why I have friends who are nurses that, are, that, that, that have great schooling here and, and, and can serve in any hospital, but they decide to give up their time and their, their money and their education and go and be nurses in Haiti where kids are dying and people are starving and they have no recognition and they have to work long hours and they barely get paid. Why? Because they want to live outside of their comfort zone. Because God is not calling us to live a comfortable life. That is why some of us grabbed some shoe boxes two weeks ago to fill up for kids will make a difference. And there's more back there to grab on your way out. But people fill up shoe boxes week after, or year after year after year because we want to put, put something in the hands of people that are living in a place that does, doesn't have those things. We can get outside of our comfort zone. And as I'm talking about the fight, uh, the fight against comfort this morning, I want you to be encouraged that there's many people that are sitting right here that are living outside their comfort zone. But like most fights, 
It's a constant battle. Like I said, we have dream teamers who serve every single week setting up sound, doing sound, and, and, and lighting and projection that, that are living outside their comfort zone. They could be enjoying comfort and sleeping in. But guess what? They're here at 7 o'clock on a Sunday morning setting up for us from 10 to 11. A fight is not comfortable. Fighting against comfort will not be easy. But if you want to discover purpose and step into your potential, you will have to consistently strap on the gloves and to fight the comfort fight. There's a story in Luke 12. Jesus is telling the story. There's a man who has a great harvest. And the harvest is so plentiful that year that the barns that he currently has built cannot hold it all. So he says, well, let me build bigger barns. Let me tear down the barns that I have and let me build bigger barns because I need to store up all, all the harvest because if I have room to store up all the harvest, maybe I won't need to work anymore for the rest of my life. Maybe, maybe I don't need to sweat and labor. And Jesus tells a story and God says to him, this is going to be your last day on earth. You don't even know who's going to end up with your stuff. If you actually read the story, God calls him a fool. And I don't know much, but if God calls you a fool, that ain't a good thing. Okay? But as I was reading the story, I, I was just feeling that I think God is trying to give us a picture today That there's a fight to be fought and there's a race to be won and something of eternal significance hinges on you being willing to strap on the gloves and get in the ring and fight against comfort. Is calling, uh, calling us to, to greater purpose and to get outside of our comfort, comfort zone. He's calling us to get out of our nest. He's calling us to fall face to the ground and find our wings and fly because if we live in our comfort zone for the rest of our lives, we will not impact the kingdom of heaven the way that God wants us to do it. You look at the story. It says, well, if I, if I just store up stuff in my barns, then I can just eat and drink and relax and take it easy for the rest of my life. And as I was reading this story... I was reflecting on my life a little bit. I said, how easy is it for me just to sit back and relax, drink, and forget about how short life actually is? See, in this room, there's influence. No matter how young, no matter how old, if you're still breathing, you have influence that has eternal significance. but it's not going to be found in the middle of living in comfort. It's going to be found living in the middle of holy discomfort. Found in the middle of living in obedience. 
The last four weeks, we also talked about punches to taking down our, our fear and our, our rejection and addiction. So today, I want to I end it off by looking at three punches to take down comfort. Number one is this. Remember that faith thrives in discomfort. In the middle of comfort, it doesn't take much faith. It doesn't take much, it's like, oh, wow, it's, it's comfortable. But when we live in this middle of discomfort, this is a, a, a something that I commonly say is, God, you've got to show up. You've got to do something. If you don't, I am tapping out. I got nothing. It's a little hard to hear because so many of us, and not just just this room, but in our culture, so many of us fight the fight to be comfortable. But the gospel of Jesus Christ was built on being uncomfortable. It's rooted on discomfort, Christ's discomfort as he hung on the cross. It wasn't comfortable for for Jesus to give his life to be crucified, blood streaming down his face and and spears stuck into his side and nails driven through his hands. It wasn't comfortable for him. But as as followers, we have to be really careful because we can show up to church every Sunday or show up to a youth group every Friday or whenever we gather together. And and we have to be careful because we can sing songs about the uncomfortable moments of Jesus while living in a perfectly comfortable life. And the uncomfortable reality of Jesus dying on the cross, giving his life, what what brings us, supposed to bring us to life, we have no understanding of it because we're not living a life that is in the middle of discomfort. Second punch. We remember the point of our lives is the fame of Jesus. The purpose of our lives is not a job, It's not a career. It's not a nice house. It's not to get married and have 2.45 kids. All those things are great. But the point of our lives, if you are a Christ follower, if you call yourself a Christian, is for the fame of Jesus Christ. To make Jesus famous. To help somebody understand and move from the process of saying, I've helped somebody come into an understanding that Jesus might be my answer, or you help somebody make the decision to, to become a Christian, you help somebody find, uh, find understanding that they need to be a part of a body, that to make Jesus famous is the point of our lives. And the third punch is that we remember life is short. Remember talking about David a little bit in the last couple weeks David had, I think it was three brothers that were at the battle when David took down Goliath. But for 40 days, for 40 days, Goliath came out and taunted the Israelites. His brothers had the opportunity to go and take down Goliath. David showed up on the scene and did it. I bet you, I I bet you, David's brothers in that moment felt some regret because the same God that gave David the power to take down Goliath was also the God that they served. But what did they do? They stayed in their comfort zone. 
They chose to waste their days rather than plan their days. And that is a danger for us today. We might waste our days by thinking things like this. What we, might, uh, we might waste our days in, 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 at, to saying, I've got time. Or I'll, I'll obey God in my next season of life. Or, or when I get enough money in the bank. Uh, when my kids are out of the house or when I'm older or when I've finished having fun. We might want to obey God uh, when, when I get married. And maybe you're married and you're thinking, well, I'll obey God when my marriage gets easier. Or when it seems like a more logical time. Maybe when I got a few things figured out. Maybe when I got some sins dealt with, then I'll serve God. But life is short. See, quickly a match can be lit. Bye, life. Gone. In the light of eternity. That's the length of time that we have to make an eternal impact. Today, I think, I'm in a room with people that says, I want to make an eternal impact. And even if I have this little bit of time, I want to live in discomfort. I want to bring people to Jesus. Because there's 300,000 people in our city that don't even know that Jesus exists that they could find purpose in. Maybe you're here today. You're like, man, I want that purpose. I've been trying to fight for comfort. I've been trying to find comfort. But after hearing this message, I, I realized that I needed to give my life to Jesus. And maybe you're here today and you've never given your life to Jesus. Today is the moment that you come to the most peaceful place in your life. But I promise you, it won't be easy. There will be hard work. There will be things that don't make sense. Some of your friends will, will push you back and maybe even disown you. Some of your family members. But I promise you, it will be the most rewarding, most peaceful, most purposeful place that you've ever found yourself. Maybe you're here and you've been uh, a part of Discovery Church for a while. And you're kind of like, man, I've just been searching for comfort. And I've just been showing up on, from 10 to 11 every, every Sunday while I don't even recognize that the amount of Stuff that happens, you know what? I want to get in on this holy discomfort. And I want to be part of the dream team. And I want to, I want to give my time and, and, my, and finances. And I want to start tithing. It's not, it's not comfortable, but I want to start doing it. Because you know what? I will not find purpose in my life until I get to a place where it's uncomfortable. At 11.15, come and join me upstairs for next steps and be a part of our, a part of our dream team. We have two students that are, that are leaving uh, and going on a missions trip in January and February, uh, and, and they're going to be in the back, Caden and, and Cami, and they're leaving. And I, why don't you find a little bit of this discomfort in your, in your change, in your pocket, or a 20 or a 50, and they're, they're going to be here for the next, to this week and next week, and step out into your comfort zone, because we have teenagers that are part of our church that are stepping out of their comfort zone and going to minister to people in our world that don't know Jesus and are less, less, uh, uh, less well off than we are. So why don't we help them get there? 
We have soldiers in our world that are living inside of discomfort. That today we need to remember. I'd like to welcome you to stand up. It is 11 o'clock. We're going to take a moment of silence. As we take a moment of silence to remember our soldiers, would you also remember the greatest soldier who ever lived? His name is Jesus. Who's not just giving their lives for a country, but someone who gave his life for humanity. So for the next minute, can we remember our soldiers and the price that they paid and remember our soldier, Jesus, for the price that he paid? God, we're so thankful that there are men and women all over this world that represent Canada, that are in many parts of our world bringing peace. God, would you just move in the women and men's lives that we don't know their names, but you do? God, some of them have surrendered their lives to you as to become a Christian. Some of them haven't. God, I pray that today they will feel peace that surpasses all understanding. God, as bombs may be going off or as there may be utter chaos in civilians in their area or whether or not they're training at the base, in North Edmonton. God, maybe we have family members that have said, I'll lay down my life for my people. God, today, help us remember that our freedom is not cheap. God, also, in the light of eternity, we know that this life that we live today is very short. God, would we make a difference with a fraction of time that we have to make an eternal impact? God, today we also remember Jesus, who, who is the ultimate soldier, who is the ultimate warrior, who, who gave his life on a cross, not just for Canadians, not just for Americans, not just for, for uh, Egyptians or Australians. He gave, he gave his life for all, all of humanity. God, today, would you help us understand 
that life is short. That God, you want to give us influence. and You want to make sure we, we come alive in our potential and purpose. But it is living in the middle of discomfort. In your name, amen. Thanks for taking the time to tune into this week's podcast. Feel free to like or share it on social media. Subscribe to the podcast through iTunes to be sure to never miss a recording. If this ministry has impacted your life in any way, we would love to hear about it. Please share your story with us by sending us an email at info at mydiscoverychurch.ca. Have a fantastic week.